I'm going to say this, you know, is it possible that he could get fired? Yes. Right. Who? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Is it Welcome in, folks. Bill Belichick. Jeff, like, sh- hold on. What did you think when you watched Sunday Night Football and you watched the way that Patriots team played with no, like, frankly, no desire? Mac Jones calling out certain players. After I, game. Here, here's, here's what I saw, right? And it's interesting. One of my colleagues here, Randy Melvin, was a defensive line coach for the Patriots, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, right? Um, and so we were talking, he came by my office this morning and he first thing he asked me was, did you see what the Patriots did on the field goal block where they actually brought a creeper, which is something that you do against a punt team, never against a field goal team. And I thought, and I said to him, I said, yeah, he, they're so far ahead of everybody else, right? They really are. They, I mean, they are so well coached. The problem is right now in New England and Randy agreed, he said, they just don't have the dudes they used to have, right? And you think about it, when they were winning games, you know, by 10 points or 12 points or five points or whatever, they could beat you a lot of different ways. First of all, their defense was really, really good. And I think the Patriots defense is still good, right? Now, I don't know if they have, you know, the McCourty brothers. I don't know if they have, you know, Patrick Chung type guys back there, Mm. Rodney Harrison type guys back there. And, you know, but I think their front seven is very good. I think we saw that in the game. We've seen it two weeks in a row. The problem for the Patriots right now is they're not dynamic enough offensively to score points. If they have to score 28 points, it's really, really tough for them to win football games. And, you know, again, we saw it against Philadelphia in the opener. I mean, they made Philadelphia work for everything in the second half particularly. And then we saw it again the other night. You know, they they played pretty doggone good. They, they that's a good football team in Miami, right? And they were really good. They hung around, but see, that's the problem. They're good enough to hang hang around. I don't know if they're good enough to beat good football teams. Enough good football teams to get in the playoffs. That's what we gotta wait and see. Time will tell. I enjoyed seeing Mike McDaniel at the half. We're going to get your question in a few minutes, folks. Um, there, there's so much things to peel off with this. The Cowboys play the Patriots in two weeks. I just feel, Jeff, if the Patriots were to drop to 0-5, I think you know you need to start having conversations. I think there's many different factors here. But this whole lap, this whole conversation about Shula's record, well, he's not going to get there if he doesn't start winning games. That, that, that's the way I say it. And I'm not anti-New England. I just genuinely don't think that there is a there is a team there this year that can compete, and that's a serious issue for them. Um, Jeff, from one team to another, we talked about this a little bit on our Monday morning football podcast, folks. Thank you very much for listening to that. Really appreciate that. Brandon Steele. Now, Jeff, there's emails going around on the interweb, rumors stating that Steely's job could be in trouble. Do you buy that, or do you think it's way too early? Well, I think. Let me say this, and, I, and again, I'm not trying to dodge the question, but I'm just telling you the way it is, right? I've done this in professional football for over 30 seasons, so I get it, right? I get the pressure that these guys are under. I get the fact that you can't fire the players. you got to fire the coach, right? Um, Staley came into this year. This is a prove-it year, I think, for him and his football team. 
and let's look at the two game results, right? Which is really early, right? But they're 0-2. And when you look at when you look at their season, you lose 36-34 at Miami and you give up the fourth most passing yards in an opening day ever in the National Football League, right? The fourth most ever. That's a lot of football games. And then you go to Tennessee the next week, right? And you lose 27-24 and give up 141 yards rushing. So a defensive coach like Staley is, his, you know, his side of the ball, his pride and joy isn't performing at a good enough level, okay? Now, you can give him a pass, I think, a little bit because Eckler was out, and you know there was a there's a huge drop between the backup and Eckler. But still, when you look at this football team, they're finding ways to lose, and that's what losing teams do. Coach Vermeil used to say it to us like this: "Keep losing teams, losing, right?" And that's Sandy or Los Angeles's problem right now. They've got to find a way to make enough plays, particularly at the critical moments, to get a W and then get some momentum and get some confidence and get some, you know, uh, rhythm and all of that. Because let me tell you what's so hard about coaching and building a team and, you know, holding a team together. There are so many factors now. I mean, it's everywhere. There's so many people talking about you. There's so many people writing about you. There's so many people tweeting about you. There's so many people with, with opportunities to break things down and, and you can't hide. And so what happens is the players, they're, they're more access to the players than there's ever been before because of social media and all of that. So they hear everything, right? And then it's that outside noise that starts to break you apart, right? Because when the outside noise gets into the building and find in the, when I call it the outside noise, I'm talking about the negative energy, the negative talk, it's always going to find the soft ear. It always does. And, you know, again, for as long as I've been in coaching and pro football, one thing I've learned is guys who like to bitch, they, they want to bitch at other guys that like to bitch. Right. So all of a sudden, what ends up as being a personal thing, you're going to find somebody to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then he, yeah, now it's two, then it's four, then it's six. Now you got an issue on your football team. And that's where right now for all of these teams, and I think the Chargers are one of these teams, all of these teams have got to insulate from within, right? Mac Jones coming out and calling out his teammates. You better be really careful, Mac, right? And the same thing's true for, other organizations where, you know, you see, we talked about Brees Hall with his, with his emojis after the game, you know, on the flight home, you got to be really, really careful because it can, it can create a problem in your football team really, really quickly. Jeff, let's talk about one more topic before we get comments and questions. And is there anything else that sticks out to you this weekend? We started recording our Monday morning football with uh, Connor and the crew from football Ireland just before the Broncos game ended, so I only seen what happened towards the end of our recording. And I tell you what, boy, that was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, to say the least. Um, it was a really weird weekend, Jeff, but it was almost great because it felt like the baptism of the season again, and it felt like football was truly back. 
Um, there's so many storylines we could pick on. You know, the Giants, it's actually been announced in the last five minutes when we're recording this and we're live at the moment, obviously, as well. That Saquon's going to be out for three weeks. That's a major issue for them. Um, Bengals going 0 2. Is there anything else that stands out to you, Jeff? I was quite disappointed with the Chiefs Jags game in terms of how quiet it was. I, that was exactly what I said it, to you. It'd be a close game, right? And the Chiefs won. On the money, Jeff. <laughs> now, here's the thing. that, that These are the takes that I had. I watched the second half of the Giants game. The Giants were abysmal in the first half. Awful, right? But they picked it up in the second half. And you saw why they paid Daniel Jones the money they paid. He threw a couple really, really good balls in tight windows in the red zone after penalties when he could have, you know, he could have wilted and he didn't. And I think that their offense took steps. Um, and then Saquon was dynamic. And when they needed yardage at the, at the end of the game, he was he was a full-grown man. Now, that's going to hurt him for three weeks. But you got to come out of that one feeling better. Um you know, we talked about the Cowboys. The Broncos found a way to lose again. They throw a Hail Mary to, you know, to get down there and have an opportunity to win on a two-point conversion. Can't do it. Um, you know, you look at the Falcons. I was impressed with the Falcons and disappointed in the – in London Bion in two weeks, Jeff. Yeah. And they're disappointed in the Packers. And, you know, the Lions have a chance – had a chance. They had all the momentum. Everybody in Detroit, you should have seen uh, – I was watching – we played, uh, you know, Saturday and then Sunday. I was watching the pregame show out of, on Detroit television, and I mean, the city was on fire. I mean, mm. it was huge. And then they go out and lose to Seattle in overtime, who had lost to the Rams the week before. That's why it's so crazy. The Bills, right? They take care of business against the Raiders, and there was a lot of hand hand wringing in Buffalo, worried about what direction the bills were going and Josh Allen and all of it after, you know, four turnovers in the first weekend against the jets. So it's going to be a, it's going to be that chronic kind of crazy, crazy ride of a season. And it's what we want. It, it, it's exactly what we want. I think you've touched on a number of different things there. I guess one thing that I'll say on just from watching some tape today, really impressed with the Falcons, a fun team to watch, not too concerned for the Packers. Jordan Love looked good in that game. Also he's got some interest in youth youthful weapons there as well and you were banging the money with KC Jacksonville they were trying to think of the games that we haven't talked about last night Jeff to be honest with you I think we've tried to cover them all it was you know the Ravens were interesting and like the Bengals but the Ravens Ravens like their Ravens are they're a hardball coach team they're a damn good football team they're tough they're resilient their offense is coming around Right, it's going to be a process. If you're a Raven fan, you got it. You got to just relax a little bit and let it let them work out the kinks. Right? I mean, we thought Flowers. I and I've said this since they draft since the draft that Flowers has a chance to be Rookie of the Year. Now he only got one touch in the game the other day, but he's going to get his touches. Lamar shows growth as a quarterback in a more, you know, up to date offense if you will um you know they're not so run reliant like they used to be they can still run the ball when they need to but they're not run reliant like they used to be which i think is going to be good for them in the long term you know um i i you know that it looks like now 
that the AFC East is going to be, instead of being a three-horse race, it's going to be a two-horse race. And, you know, I think the Dolphins really have had a good two weeks, right? And I think that's a good football team. So, you know, there's a lot of football to play, a lot of football to play. And, and uh, you know, we'll see. There's going to be some, there's going to be some surprises down the road. You can bet on it. Let's get some questions because someone YouTube, big thanks to everyone that's joined in me, some on Twitter also, I'll call them out, Jeff Ree. I got to give Fred a shout out first because he had the first question and I think saying, and I, you've touched on this, Jeff, how good is, of a job has Dan Quinn done in Dallas? Passed on the opportunity to be a head coach, shows his morals and the belief in himself. Jeff, just to add to that, a number of teams wanted him last year. A yeah. number of teams. And it takes a lot to stay especially when McCarthy stays and you could have argued at one point, maybe Quinn could have been made the head coach there for a couple of days in Dallas when it was question marks every January. Um, they've got a hell of a guy there. And like, and I, I know you've went to detail on it already, but he's, he's a guy to watch for his development this season. And he'll be a head coach for the next two or three years in the max. Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, let's talk about the Dallas situation first. I mean, who knows? This is Jerry Jones we're dealing with, right? Who knows what kind of, you know, backroom, you know, handshake deals are, you know, in place, right? I mean, first of all, Jerry pays him extremely well. He's paid like a head coach to be an assistant coach, right? He enjoys the group of players he's coaching with. He enjoys the coaches he's working with. He enjoys being in Dallas. They're going to win. There's a lot of reasons to not go, right? There's There were other people that were interested in him. Yes, but can you find a better job next year because you know you're going to win in Dallas. You know you got great players, right? So I commend Dan Quinn, and this is the maturity that happens after you've been fired once as a head coach. You look upon that next opportunity a little different than you did that first opportunity where you just want to be a head coach and, and you jump and take it. Luckily for him, he's had enough success as a head coach and now as a back as a coordinator again that he can get a better job. Right. He doesn't have to just take a job. Right. So when you look at it, would the Texans have been a better job? Heck no. I mean, no, you want to go someplace where you've got a chance to win and win quickly. And so I, I commend Dan Quinn for having the maturity, having the foresight, his agent, whoever he's who's ever advising him. I think that's really, really a wise move. Your boys on mute. Don't want to jump too much in the Cowboys here, but Matthew Jeff is saying, hey, lads, as an Eagles fan, it pains me to say, Dallas are the best team in football right now. Let's go to the very end of this question. Could Mika win MVP? Yes. Hey, Through two weeks, he's my MVP. Matthew, two things. Number one, is that a Middle Tennessee Blue Racer logo that you have on your Twitter account? That was That's very awesome. specific, Jeff. That is awesome <laughs> if it is. And secondly, about Michael Parsons, there is no question I think he, if there is going to be a defensive player win it, it's going to have to be a guy like him who can make those kind of splash plays. We're talking about a guy with five sacks in two games. He's had, I don't know how many tackles for loss, forced fumbles. I am going to do a breakdown of Micah Parsons' game and how he's used by Dan Quinn and that Cowboy defensive staff coming up. You can catch it right here on Pro Football Ireland and the Jeff Reinbold Show. On Jeff's Twitter account, via a burner I love it, Jeff. We are living the dream, my man. Tuesday, yeah, ish. Yeah, ish. Have it for you, buddy. You should, 
you should video yourself talking at the same time. I'll, I'll, put, it in my, I'll put you in like a wee box at the bottom, you know, high high end editing, Jeff. Uh, big shout out to Mickey who's watching live. Thanks for all these comments, folks. Keith, big Dolphins fan. See you in Frankfurt in a few weeks, my man. Which is the best conference at the moment, the AFC or NFC? Man, that's really like with all the two and teams on the NFC side of the ball. I still think Jeff the AFC is the best. It's got so much talent, so much talent, man. I think I think we're, it's going to be proven over time that the AFC is the better conference. I think that the NFC has some really good football teams. I don't know if we thought the Cowboys were going to show like they've shown at two and zero. You know, we know San Francisco is a good football team. There's some other teams that, you know, are two and zero, but I don't. Um, they're kind of what I would call soft two and zero, but certainly I think they're the better conference. Top to bottom is still the AFC. Uh, let's shout out to Luke Walsh who's saying, Adam, not really Rappaport. I think he means Ian. The New York Jets have traded their 2024 first round draft selection to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for quarterback Trey Lance. Well, that would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> hey, that's why we, that's why we, as fans, we love this game so much because there's so much you can, you know, there's so many things you can talk about. I, I truly believe that that would be a shocker, but hey, I've been shocked before. Hey, we got Shane Brennan here. Love this guy. One of the guys, you talk about a guys good friend of Pro Football Ireland. Shane's doing great work, uh, great article this morning. Uh, he is, the, and you talk about a guy that Brennan. loves football. I mean, he he is, he is, a, he's a dude. He's one of our guys. He said, hey, he says, hey guys, how much will the Patriots regret not getting an A grade wide receiver? I think, well, I think Shane, they're regretting it right now. And I think Patriot fans are regretting it and probably, you know, Mr. Kraft's regretting it right now because the thing that's holding that team back is they're, you know, they just don't have any dynamic threats on offense and they need to find a guy or trade for a guy or somehow come up with a guy that can be that number one, that guy that you know you can get when, you know, people start dropping into eight man fronts, you can find that one-on-one and, and, you know, beat whoever he's, Who's, who's ever covered him. They don't have that right now. You know, they they have to play extremely well. They can't turn the ball over. They can't give up big plays. They can't have special teams problems. It, the margin for error is so tight right now in New England. That's why it's, I think, really tough for them. A comment from Anthony Dunkley. Jeff met you once in Brampton, Ontario. So gracious. Will you ever try that Patriots field goal block call? You know what? We we fooled around with that thing a couple times. And the, you have to, the, the issue is, and this is, I think, what happened on the play. Um, the Patriots obviously had a key that they knew when the snap was coming because it's almost impossible to time that up unless you really have a sense whether it's a how many times a, had, the uh, snapper is head bob there there you know again this is what coaches do we sit and watch hours and hours and hours of tape looking for little tiny wins small edges slight you know slight advantages that you can get and the patriots found one and they exploited it it was interesting chris collinsworth said well now we're going to see everybody in the league blocking field goals this way they will people will try it but again that i'm sure is an example of how far ahead the Patriots are from a coaching standpoint. Now people are going to catch up, right? And there's, they'll have a plan for it. And, but you know, there's a first time for everything. And we saw a first time deal 
uh, in the National Football League anyway, the other night with that, what we call creeper field goal block. Mm. Let's finish off on this. You put a very cryptic tweet out today, Jeff. Scotland, are you ready? Um, ready for what? Well, I'm telling you, we're ready. And we are ready to get to Scotland. And, you know, I have had tremendous, tremendous experiences in Scotland every time we've gone. They've got great NFL fans up there, passionate, passionate football fans. You know, you, you go to the Super Bowl and you still see Claymore's jerseys, you know, all these years later at the Super Bowl. So we know that there are a ton of NFL fans up there and we are going to get to go to Scotland and we're going to have a show up there and tape some segments so that we can release them on, on the show live. Uh, it's going to be a blast and I'm not doing any haggis, just like I'm not doing, just like I'm not doing any Guinness when we come to Ireland. But uh, uh, it is uh, fun. you can have all that you want, but I'm not. You're having a pint. You're not going to like. There's a you have a, You don't even know how. There's a big plan for Galway already. Big guest coming to Galway, Jeff. Massive guest. You have well, to have a Guinness. Uh, you have to have a Guinness. I'm telling you, you have to have a Guinness. Uh, Scotland announced soon. This, this probably this week to be honest with you Jeff some breaking news at the end of the night I love this love, love going live just thank everyone for commenting live really appreciate it Jeff uh, Dalton Reisner your guy well, my guy like I'm a Broncos fan uh, picked up by the Vikings good to see him big, land on the street big 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 signing good smart signing I talked to Dal I talked to Dalton actually uh, in the last 10 days and he expressed to me that he really wanted to get back to playing football and um I will reach out to him and see if we can't have him on the show again. He was a great, he was a great guest the last time he was on. That's a great signing for the Vikings. And, you know, again, he's a, he's a good person. And in, in addition to being a good football player, he's a good person. So I'm happy for Dalton, his family, and, and I'm happy for the Vikings. Yes, sir. Jeff Reinbold show, search the Jeff Reinbold show on your podcast provider or search pro football Ireland. Search Jeff Rambles show on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. Give this guy some some love. And <laughs> we're going to be like, provided on Jeff your availability live Thursday, same time, because your boy is away all weekend. I, I have to go to Prague for a stag, dude. And I'm very nervous. Well, we got to make our picks before you get to Prague, because I know if you're going to Prague for a stag, dude, you'll be in no condition to make to make sense of anything. I'll, I'll be okay. No, um, so that's what we do. So Thursday night, we, we make our picks, we answer questions. So they, we'll, we'll do that Thursday night and we'll, and we'll have some fun. Looking forward to hearing your picks, Jeff. Looking forward to hearing people's questions. Really um, heartwarming to see the feedback, see everyone commenting. So f- thank you all very much, Jeff. I don't take this lightly. So you know, great to chat to you, man. Do you want to see us out? Yep, I want to say thank you to everybody, just like you, and echo your your comments. And to 888 Sport, the official uh, gambling home of the NFL in both Ireland and the UK, and um, the Jeff Reinbold Show. Michael, it's always a pleasure, and aloha till next time.